Something a little bit unconventional this evening before I turn it over to Jude for a few minutes. Again, my name is Darren. I'll be teaching the class this evening. One of our very, very, very regular students, his name is Dustin Finkel. He's so much a regular student that he is synonymous with like a church pew. He's like always there. He never leaves. It's wonderful. Today is his birthday. That's the good news. The bad news is he was in a pretty serious car accident last week. And for his birthday, he wanted to come to yoga on the labyrinth. So I have called him. He's living right there in my cell phone, listening to all this, probably turning bright red. And I thought it'd be nice if we sang happy birthday to Dustin. We have accompaniment, Gary. Excellent. <laughs> He just said thank you. <laughs> I heard this voice. <laughs> okay, that was way too happy. Time to get serious. All right. Welcome to Yoga on the Labyrinth at Grace Cathedral. My name is Jude. I'm a priest here at the cathedral. Um, and it's my pleasure to welcome us into the space for a practice that unites us in our hearts, our bodies, and our minds. Every week we ground our practice in a theme. And this week's theme is skepticism, which is kind of fun for priests to talk about skepticism. And actually, I kind of want to take an angle that I think might be helpful for us as a community. <clears throat> Most of you probably know the story of the Buddha, right? How the Buddha was actually a prince in a very well-to-do life, who, when he ventured outside the palace as Siddhartha, discovered that the world was full of suffering and pain, that it was ephemeral and passing. And Siddhartha had a choice in that moment. He could have thrown his hands up in disgust and despair and walked back to his life and simply lived out his days in the pleasure of material things that would have satisfied him until he died. But he didn't. He was so deeply moved by the experience, he recognized it as the challenge, the soul challenge, that the substance of his entire life would be consumed by. He devoted his entire life to asking a single question and trying to answer that question. And it got me to thinking about the relationship between skepticism and cynicism. Skepticism implies a beginning, a point of departure. We may have doubts, deep doubts, and deep questions, but it's an opportunity to explore. Cynicism, I think by contrast, is just the opposite. It's not just doubt, it's a profound mistrust of motive that tends to shut down our impulse to explore. And what I've discovered in my life as a priest, as a person of somewhat little faith, is that the people 
in my life who have the greatest faith are the people who ask the questions so deeply that they see it as an entire journey in their life, and they're never fully satisfied with the answer. I think tonight, what I want us to hold, regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey, whether you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish or agnostic or atheist, whatever your perspective may be, is to hold the questions that are dearest to you faithfully and to trust that as you ask them, your life will give you the capacity to unfold answers that even you could not have imagined possible. Our practice guides us in that work, and so I commend you to your own journey. I love hearing a priest talk about Buddha. Something magical about that. This evening, Gary Malkin is here, Claire Hayden is here to provide us with our music. I have a number of assistants who will be working with you. If you have any questions, concerns, or something doesn't feel right in your body, please let us know. We're going to begin our practice with a meditation. You can come to a comfortable seat, close your eyes, straighten your back and find your breath. Yoga practice is often referred to not as a religion, but as a science. Because you are never asked to believe blindly, but to evaluate and reevaluate your experience over and over again. Let's open our, our practice tonight with a meditation from the renowned atheist Sam Harris. What I'm asking you to entertain is that there is nothing we need to believe on insufficient evidence in order to have deeply ethical and spiritual lives. Inhaling together. remain closed. Empty the lungs completely.
still the heart open, filled with compassion and loving kindness. Take a moment to ask yourself, how do I feel following my practice? How would I feel tomorrow if I started my day with a few minutes of mindfulness? How would I feel tomorrow night if I concluded my day with a few minutes of mindfulness? closing meditation. Yoga never demands the sacrifice of our reason. It only bids us use it a thousand times more. Yoga does not require us to give up our active lives. It says simply, act, but know how to act. Yoga does not by any means wish us to push our understanding aside. It only tells us to discriminate correctly and act fearlessly. Yoga does not expect us to free, flee from the world, to retire to the Himalayas. It assures us the refuge you seek you will never find in the outside world. It is within you. So leave the stormy world of the senses behind. Raise your consciousness to the central point of your being and realize that here alone is the force, here alone is the peace, here alone is the refuge you are seeking. Yoga teaches us, do not condemn the world but deify the world with your presence. I've asked Claire Hayden to guide us in our closing seven ohms. So with each breath in through your nose and let each ohm out through your mouth, and with each and every one of them, allow the whole universe to sink deeper inside the center of yourself until it hits the floor. Breathing in.
bowing to each other. Namaste. Bowing to Claire and Gary for their music this evening, <laughs> to my assistants. Again, both the assistants that assist us as yoga teachers, but also those that help us stay organized in here, which we're working on. Over the next few weeks, you're probably going to see a few changes just to keep things flowing smoothly, make things easier for you. So just be aware of that, embrace it, celebrate it. I have a very important announcement about next week. Next week, Sadvi, who was here a few months ago, will be back again. For those of you who heard her speak after class, she's phenomenal. She's coming back and she will be again speaking after class, but she is bringing with her Pujaya Swamiji, who is a very renowned um, Swami and spiritual leader from India. He has worked with the Dalai Lama and Christian mystics and people all over the world to clean up the environment, to eradicate poverty. He just spoke to the World Bank. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. In any event, he will be here as well. Both of them will be speaking after class and sharing meditations and chanting during class. It should be a very beautiful, big, and wonderful event. So please mark your calendars and get more information at our blog at labyrinthyoga.com. There are donation boxes at the exit. We live for your donations. We need your donations because we try to make this yoga practice available to as many people as possible. If you can afford to support us, please do. If you cannot, please come anyway. We love having you all here. Our website, labyrinthyoga.com, you can connect with me, the musicians, the assistants, or you can just come say hi to us tonight. On the way out, please say hi to someone you don't know and have a beautiful rest of your evening. Namaste.
Thank you.